0: Welcome to the STL Soccer Report, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to the STL Soccer Report. It's been a while since I've actually spoken on a podcast. I mostly have just been doing interviews and I think that's just fine, but I wanted to say a few things to get things started tonight. I'm fresh home from Westport Social. It was the big reveal, the the announcement of the new coach, which is Anthony Poulis, son of Tony Pulis in the premier league. Um, Mr. No relegation himself. Um, yeah, listen, no one's been super excited. Uh, everyone I've talked to uh, tonight, I walk up and the first thing I say is, Hey, how's it going? How do you feel about all this? And literally everyone is kind of responding with, I don't know. Um, and it's understandable you know let's let's start with the fact that um anthony has made the playoffs one year missed it by two points this this year um other than that he was a player coach for um orlando city when they were division 3 um he's not proven yet and and i talked to that about that with jeremy especially um there's some doubts coming in, not only just because he hasn't gotten a ton of experience that may not really matter. Uh, Look at what happened with a guy with a lot of experience and a lot of stardom um, in, in Preki this last season. Um, But I think that's part of the problem is that everyone is a little worried that, you know, they're worried they're scared to get too excited. And I think that's understandable. I think that's something everyone can understand. Um, But as, as Jeremy talks about and Pat mentions a little bit that, we have an anxious guy who's ready to prove himself that wants and needs an independent club to be able to prove himself, to show everyone what his teams look like, what his formations are, what his work ethic is, what his ability to coach up and, and train players. Um, and and to do that, you need a few years in a row at the same club, which is which is nice. If he's able to prove himself this year and next year, maybe he'll stick around for three years or more um you know success will will make that happen for sure so i think we're all hoping for something like that um he mentions that he came in said this is what i would do with with players that you have you know and maybe some players that i know he knows rather um so he's not coming in trying to start from scratch he's he's able to work with with different players and um i think he already likes some of the players that were already in st louis so maybe we can grab some of those guys uh, maybe we'll bring some OCB players in, and then um, you'll hear him talk about that later. I won't won't mess that up. Um, but I, I do want to say one one more thing um, to speak well of Anthony Poulis. Um already. Something that people complained about in Preki was his just you know the the social sociability was just not there. He wasn't a public person. He didn't want to talk. He didn't want to do press conferences. He didn't want to do anything uh, publicly. He didn't want to talk. And and you know it's a very very com- common argument where you can do that um, if you win, and if you don't, obviously it becomes more of a problem. I would have ar- I would argue honestly further than that that in mi- in the Midwest um, it's just not going to fly as well as perhaps on the coasts. Um, obviously, again. If he's not winning, it's not going to fly in general. But um, what I wanted to say about Anthony Poulos is that he is incredibly personable, um, very seemingly very willing and able, um, and really even maybe anxious to to talk to people about um, himself, about what he wants to do. He's probably very excited to come in and do what he wants Um, which it sounds like no one's going to get in his way. I think they're going to let him do what he wants, do his thing. Probably he and Jeremy are going to get together and collaborate and try to come up with the best roster they can. And um, I don't really have much more to say other than if step one is to find someone who's going to be a better public person, public personality, uh, that box is checked already. Okay. Because, um, I had a short chat with him tonight and I wasn't bugged, you know, uh, freaking out about the fact that we didn't talk very long because it sounds like it's going to be easy to get in there and talk to him again. So, uh, that said, I have three interviews lined up today before the event started. I talked to Jeremy Allenbaugh, talked to Pat Berry, the president, of course, um, talked to both of them about, The interview process. I ask them kind of the same questions. There's a little variance in what we get, so I apologize for any crossover there, but it's it's not bad, especially if you listen to this kind of while you're working, um, to kind of hear the two things that, um, the two ways that Pat and Jeremy respond to kind of the same questions, um, and they both uh, veer in different directions in in small ways. Um, But at the end, you can hear me talking to Anthony Poulos, not extensively, maybe five minutes max, Uh, But we get out a few questions. You get to hear his personality. Um, He's Welsh. You get to hear the Welsh accent, which um, not surprisingly, I suppose, sounds a little bit like Chad Bond. So (laughs) there's that. Um, And then at the end, I ask him a little bit about Haji Berry. And all I'm going to (laughs) say... about that is that he didn't deny anything okay <laughs> so stick around for the very last thing that we talk about there with Haji Berry and uh that's all I have to say I just wanted to introduce it just a little bit give you some experiences of, of what it was like at Westport Social which was a great place other than it being a little bit loud the crowd was not all there for the soccer like if they were at uh, that whole wing of Kirkwood Station Brewing. So I felt a little bit bad for them. The sound system wasn't quite loud enough. Even though I know it can be louder, it just wasn't turned up all the way. Um, unfortunately, that's just something you got to learn when you're at a new venue. Um, I'm not going to freak out about that by any means. Uh, you can still hear them. Um, and again, we're going to hear more from Anthony, I think, more and more throughout the season. So enjoy these interviews. First is Jeremy, then I talk to Pat, and at the end, Anthony Poulos. Enjoy, everybody. Okay, I'm at uh, Westport Social with Jeremy Allenbaugh. He was nice enough to meet me before the event started. Jeremy, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I asked you on the way up here that uh, I was like, is this going to be the beginning of you can relax now or is it the beginning of craziness where where are we at here
2: a little bit of both you're gonna relax for a minute and then the craziness starts so uh we actually hit the hit the ground running pretty hard this morning Mm -hmm. with uh, some things we'll be back at uh after tomorrow Mm -hmm. and got some more stuff to do and then you know we got a little bit of a holiday break but it's uh it's a busy time for all of us with you know everything that we have in front of us
1: Um I think everyone's curious about what happened with Preki and so let's start from there and then we'll talk about just timeline wise, beginning to end there.
2: Yeah, so we've been we've been having conversations since the end of the season just about where things are headed and um you know where you know I think sometimes people overlook that a coach has to has to think about where he wants to go and what he wants to be a part of as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the process. So we went through all that process and um, you know, as it said, it's just you know, pretty simple. We, we decided to go separate ways and, and mutually part, I believe is the, <laughs> is the political correct way to say it. And that's what we did. Um, so nothing, you know, nothing nerve shattering on the, that side of things. But I think on the, on the flip side is, you know, Anthony is someone that, um, you know, he wanted to be here. And I think, you know, he went through a process at the end of the season himself you know he's been in orlando city and that organization as a player as an assistant coach and as a head coach you know with the usl team and and where does he want to be and what does he want to do so it just it matched up at the the timing was right and and here we are
1: yeah coming from uh mls2 squad reserve squad um for orlando city that's his only real court coaching experience. I did read he was a player coach, right, before that. Um, people, I think the biggest thing people are going to ask is, um, you know, they didn't make the playoffs last year either. So what is the thinking there as far as bringing in a guy like that?
2: Yeah, I think it's it's about the, the person that we're getting, mm-hmm. you know. So I think if you look at his history and what he's been a part of, you know, so he was a player that uh, was in, you know, different clubs and, and such throughout, uh, you know, throughout England and, and the different leagues over there, mm-hmm. um, which then gives him an, an invaluable amount of experience, you know, as a, as a player, things that he that he liked, that he, you know, experienced with managers, mm-hmm. things that he, you know, said, if I become a manager, I'm not going to do that, um, which is just as valuable. Um, and then obviously you throw into the experiences that he's got um, in his family, mm-hmm. you know, from his dad and going on scouting trips and doing different things from a young age. And then he comes over and takes a chance to come to the States and he plays for, um for orlando city and you know wins a championship with them uh, wins a couple regular season titles with them but all during that time he's thinking about his future Mm -hmm. and he's coaching in their academy he's coaching in their youth club um you know which a lot of guys do but he was doing it for a reason he wasn't doing it to you know help a paycheck he was doing it to build for his future and where he knew he's going to be so then he goes into an assistant role with orlando um you know, when uh, when they came into the league, so did a lot of different uh, roles there, scouting, recruitment, analysis, working with the team directly, still involved in their academy, mm-hmm. and then he gets, uh, he gets the opportunity to go to their USL team, and then he takes him to the playoffs in year one, which is not an easy thing to do in year one as an expansion team, and then you look at the – he's having to balance – Uh, the requirement for development from the MLS team they want development they want guys to get minutes they want to drop players down on a Thursday afternoon to Mm -hmm. play on a Saturday so you talk about he's picked up a lot of man management skills he's picked up a lot of you know how to prepare a team for a Saturday skills and he's really on his way up as a as a coach as um, you know as someone that knows this league very well that was important to us we wanted someone that knew The players in this league and knew what it takes to be successful so yeah i'm sure there's some people saying oh you're taking a risk on someone who's only been a head coach for two years i say it's an exciting it's an exciting opportunity because we we have someone who's on his way up Mm -hmm. we have someone who's fresh someone that's eager to learn someone that's done all of his licensing but yet he's gonna um, go do another license here this year Uh, he's gonna work in the ussf pro license which is another huge honor that he's picked up. So as he grows, is re- very similar to us as a club growing because we have to grow and we have to continue to, to you know, challenge ourselves and push. So we're beyond excited, um, just the character of the person, um, the abilities that he's going to bring. Uh, he's going to be a relentless worker, and really he has things that he wants to achieve and he wants to be the best coach that he can possibly be.
1: Yeah, and uh, um, ticked a few boxes, I heard, you know, there, I, I like the fact that he's worked with young people, uh, man management is going to be really nice to have uh, this year and, and being experienced in that. Um, what are some of the things in the interview that really impressed you about him? Like things that you thought, the way he talked, the, his mannerisms, the way you know he dealt with people. I imagine you've talked to him in the past, just business, yep. you yep. know, so how did that come about?
2: No, he was very impressive for the following reasons. One, he came in and he talked about if we're going to have success, you know, we have to have success with the character people we bring in, mm-hmm. which isn't something that everybody you know, sees value in. Some people are like, talent overcomes this. He's like, we have to have good people first and foremost, yeah. um, and we have some of those good people here, so we need to figure out what we don't have and go get some of those guys and, and put some things together. Um, so I think he came in you know, on that side. That was the first thing. The second thing is how prepared he was. He knew our team inside and out. He knew the league inside and out. He knew what players we wanted to, uh, to look at right away. And he came in with a very clear plan, um, but very open to collaboration, very open to ideas. And then I think when he sat down with Jim and Tom and, and, and Pat and myself, I think we really got a good picture of this is somebody who's going somewhere. And while, you know, he's, he's not using St. Louis as a, as a stepping stone. We're going to be a very important part of his growth, and I think mm. he values that and understands that as well. And we can and um, we can help him along, and he can help us
1: along. And you know, I think those are the those would be the two or three things that really stuck out to me. Yeah, and you mentioned players, so I guess he has a list already. It sounds like of players that he wouldn't mind keeping. Um, I imagine. We may not want to restart. We may want to restart. Is there a way we're leaning at this point? No,
2: there's a common ground. There's going to be a little bit of a middle ground there. Um, I think you know the one thing with Anthony is he's um, he's adaptable. Mm-hmm. You know he's adaptable to how he wants his teams to play. He has a set, as every coach does. He has a set way. But I think if he sees maybe five, six games coming in to the season that he needs to tweak a few things mm-hmm. because. You know, maybe this area is better than he thought it was, and this area doesn't quite have as much as he thought it was. He's willing to tweak that for the betterment of the club and the betterment of the players to get to the end result. And I think that's uh, so. He comes in with a set way of doing things, but he's adaptable. So, you know, we'll get into those player things here soon enough. I know everybody's dying to know, (laughs) and and trust me, my house is dying to know who's coming back too, um, and, and who's coming in. But we're we're excited about where we are.
1: Yeah, and so, and just to finish up, because I'm going to repeat some of this with Pat, so we don't want too much overlap, but um, talking about all the people that we could have, you know, that have been rumored to be talked about, there's a lot of empty spots out there in USL world, even one or two in MLS, and so um, some big names were thrown out there as far as Dos Santos and Nielsen. Um, Again, uh, what made you choose him above some other guys who have a little more experience and... um, You may have answered this already, but... uh, No, and
2: look, we're going to have to answer this for a while.
1: I don't know if you want to even confirm those names being true. Those were Twitter rumors. Yeah, yeah. A lot of names have been thrown around.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, Look, for me, the biggest thing is where he's going. Sure. And that's that's huge. And that's not to say that anybody else isn't going somewhere uh, in a good spot either, but I just feel really comfortable with his hunger, with his energy, with his, like I said, relentless. You know, Mm -hmm. he's going to be relentless in his approach um, and how we're going to go about things and just where you know where he wants to be and where he wants to go he he just you know he didn't come in here and talk about playoffs he didn't come here and talk about Mm -hmm. championships he came in here and talk about you know if he can be the best coach that he can be and he can make these players as individuals the best players that they can be as individuals because then the team is going to be the best it can be and i think there's true value into that um and he wants to win that was one of the things you know at orlando his duty was a little different you know he had to develop And win when he could. Mm -hmm. And he wants to win first, but he is also going to know how to develop, and that's something for us as a club is important. Because whether it's an Austin Ledbetter who's out of college Mm -hmm. and is a pro with us, we think we can keep making Austin better. Whether that's Aiden Stanley or Jack Mayer or Seth Stiebel, that we think we can keep making better for wherever their future is. Maybe it's a college route they've chosen Maybe it's a pro route. Um, you know, There's going to be another Josh Sargent someday mm-hmm. that is not going to go to residency because there is no more residency, yeah. so maybe he's good enough to play for us at fifteen, sixteen. We have somebody today that will understand that value, will prepare those guys. I didn't say play him because they're going to have to earn it, but yeah. he's going to prepare them for their next opportunities and along the way win. And we can have both, and I think we found someone that believes that too.
1: Yeah, and I mean the U.S. development system is putting faith in in guys like Pulis to develop those guys up, and, and yourself as well, of course. Last question: You kind of touched on it. I think with with uh, Preki, there was a lot of expectation, and even though you guys did try to temper it, even Preki himself tried to temper it. Um, can you talk about expectation this year versus last year, and and the pressure that's being put on? You know, a star coach, you could say, mm-hmm. versus someone who is working his way up still.
2: Anthony's going to put pressure on himself every day Mm -hmm. and he's going to put pressure on his staff every day and he's going to put pressure on his players every day. But I think the biggest benchmark for us is can we be more consistent? One of the things that turned our head was this year when I think Orlando City was like 10, 12, 14 games unbeaten streak. Yes. If we would have had that, where would we have been at the end of the year? So that's a big, to me, consistency is a big thing. And if we're consistent, all those other things we can talk about later Mm -hmm. will be there. But we have to be consistent first, and I think he'll bring that.
1: All right. Thanks again, Jeremy. I appreciate it. All right, it's Pat Berry's turn. (laughs) I've got him up in the the room at... uh, uh, the social room, right? That's what this is called. The karaoke room. No, oh, this is the karaoke room of. the So we'll social
3: start singing room. here shortly.
1: <laughs> I'm actually up for that. I don't know any sia, which is what's up next, but um, you and me both. <laughs> uh, but thank you uh, for talking to me um, before. We're gonna post this up right after the event. So a uh, lot to look forward to tonight. Um, let's talk about how everything's gone. Start at the very beginning. Um, we heard. An announcement yesterday about Preki mutually leaving. Can you tell me about that?
3: Yeah, I think you know, for us, there was a lot of excitement when Preki came in, both on the from the team standpoint and from the fan standpoint, and it just didn't work out. And those things happen. And mm-hmm. and I think that not only did it not work out on the field, but I think it was a situation where Preki was looking for something different, as far as uh, maybe the level uh, level of the league he was in. I think he was just trying to sort out really what was best for him. Obviously, we were not pleased with the results in the field, and so uh, rather than belabor that any further, we had some really good, honest, healthy discussions about, mm-hmm. you know, what did he want, what did we want, uh, and it just took a, a few weeks for, for all of us to get to the point where we, we were comfortable saying, hey, you go do your thing, and, and we're going to move on and do ours, and, 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 it, and it worked out for everybody, and I, I certainly wish him the best. Uh, he has unmatched passion uh, mm-hmm. for this game, and and uh, you, know, you can agree or disagree with his decisions on the field, but... He's a very passionate guy, and we appreciate that, and, and we really do wish him the best.
1: Yeah, I like the article that St. Louis uh, released. I think it was you who said that, where you almost fully expect him to be successful in the next thing. And maybe it was Jeremy, but...
3: No, I th- I don't know that I said it, but I think it's true. He's going to find success. I do think with with the way he goes about things and his personality, it's going to take a certain situation for that to happen, and, and this was not the place, and, and that's nobody's fault. Um, but I, he's, he knows a lot about the game. He's obviously had success in the past, and so he'll, he'll find that place, and he'll have success, and, and we'll be rooting for him.
1: Definitely. Um, now, speaking of personality, uh, with the change uh, with Anthony Poulos coming in, I hear there are some definite changes in personality. Um, for one, I know I'm going to have access to him tonight, as I did uh, the first night with Preki. But it sounds like um, we're getting something different. Can you talk about Anthony and some of the reasons you brought him in?
3: Absolutely. I think it started with our search process, and Jeremy and I went through the process of, uh, unfortunately, for a second year in a row, of saying, "Okay, what do we really need? But most importantly, what's going to be successful in this league? What do our fans really uh, value?" And what does it take to be successful? And so one of the things, and, 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 and I don't think Precky would argue this, is that you know we needed somebody who was going to be open to being more engaged with our fans and more engaged in the community. Um, and so uh, that conversation was consistent throughout every interview that we had. And, and Anthony, yeah, you're going to see a big difference. And, 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 and Precky has his style, and, that, and that's okay. But uh, I'm really excited. I think the fans are really going to like this guy. He's very open, very honest. Understands that this is part of the game and that he's going to be spending time with our fans, whether it's through podcasts like this or just out and about in the community. And, and, and he sees that, he understands it, and we believe that that's really important to success at this level.
1: Yeah, um, I know. I will like that for sure. Um, yeah. Tell me about some more things. Like in the interview, what were some of the things that impressed you most about about him when he came in?
3: I think what we heard about him before he came turned out to be true in the interview. He's very detail oriented. He was extremely prepared for our interview, probably more so than anybody else we talked to. Um, So uh, from that standpoint, that's really encouraging for us. Uh, This is a league that requires a lot. The in season, it's a very demanding job and being organized and prepared helps you focus on the things that matter. And so uh, that, that was very impressive. I think, his understanding of, uh, he was a player at the Division Two level, he's been a coach at the Division Two level, he understands how the entire club needs to work, and I think that was really important to us because uh, we're still growing this and and, and developing the club, and, and he really desperately wanted to be a part of that. That really excited him. And so that, that was really impressive, and, and more than anything, probably, and I think Jeremy probably touched on this, he's a quality guy. He's a good person, he's a family man, and I think... Uh, he's going to fit in really, really well in St. Louis.
1: Yeah, and uh, a little bit of player coach, perhaps. I mean, he was, or he was a player coach rather, so maybe a player's kind of, you know, a coach that players enjoy. Um, so that could be a little different as well. But um, what about um, he used to be uh, at OCB, which we thought might fold, and sounds like maybe it's going to stick around. But he's going from being a reserve squad coach to being an independent team. Obviously, big differences there. Um, so what made you think bringing him into an independent team would be a good idea?
3: It's something he really wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was part, of, a big part of our conversation when he visited St. Louis was that, though he really valued his time at Orlando City and appreciated all the opportunities they gave him, he definitely wanted to try a situation and get involved in a place where winning was the ultimate goal. And that's not the case at all of the MLS2 teams for very good reasons. And so... Uh, again, I think he, he learned a lot and enjoyed his time there, uh, but he wanted to be the first team coach. Mm-hmm. And this St. Louis not only had that opportunity to be the first team coach, but also had an environment that it's become very clear to us that the word around the league is, is that this is an environment that's real, real soccer and authentic, and a place where people want to be. And mm-hmm. so for him, I think what you'll hear him say is that this this was um, a really important opportunity for him.
1: Yeah, and uh, it sounded like you had some tough decisions as far as choosing him. Um, it, what you know, when you, how did this kind of come about? Was it something he came because he knew St. Louis had a job opening, perhaps? How do you put the word out? Do you, how does that work behind the scenes? I'll
3: give Jeremy a ton of credit. Uh, he has established a really good network within the game with mm-hmm. agents, other general managers, and so. Um, to be honest, I, my guess is that anytime a team is underperforming the phone starts ringing and that that was the case with us before we'd ever even honestly thought about assessing what we were going to do Wow! um and so but that's those are just agents being agents right that's their job
1: um you can't get something if you don't ask correct (laughs) correct uh
3: anthony anthony came to our attention uh, not late in the process but certainly not in the beginning and and um you know, we had to do our research on him because he's a he's a young coach. Yeah. Um. There, but there's something about that that we really liked. We think he's a really an up and coming coach in this league. Um. He takes his profession very seriously. He's a pro, and we think we got somebody who's on his way up.
1: Yeah. And so, um, how about you as the president? How does this affect front office? in the next year, are there certain things that you need that you're going to do differently because he's here? Not so much uh, is I know when Preki came in, there was talk about, you know, being more professional and a high standard. Um, does that change at all? Not obviously not lowering any standards, right. of course, right. Right. but does anything change with having, having Pulis as the coach?
3: No. And I would, I would give credit to Preki that I think that he came in and he, he helped us raise our standard in some of the things that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, Not everything that he asked for we approved, but um, a lot of things we did, and so I give him a lot of credit for that. I think that Anthony would probably tell you that that, uh, what St. Louis is able to do uh, from a player treatment standpoint, a facility standpoint – Maybe unmatched in the league or certainly we're at the very top so um, no I don't, I don't think much is going to change I think you're going to see a lot more of them a lot of accessibility there's some things we've talked with him about about engaging with the fans before we even play our first game of the mm-hmm. 18 season so that people can get to know them and, and, and relate to them and, and I'm excited about that I think that's going to be great for the
1: club me too we got a good night ahead of us uh, thanks for taking some time out to talk to me about it thanks very much I'm with Anthony Poulos, so, uh, Westport Social. Uh, thanks for taking some time no to talk to me. How are you tonight? I'm good, thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, it's an exciting night. Uh, yeah. Big move for you going from OCB, a reserve team, to an independent team in yeah. St. Louis. Tell me about the difference in that.
0: Well, the biggest difference is I'll have control over this team. Um, the, the challenging parts of being in charge of OCB was the ever-changing roster players coming in and out from the MLS team. But the way I'll approach it will be exactly the same. I mean, I'll want to try and produce a team that that plays good football but ultimately wins games Without a
1: doubt, but uh, it's a big difference to kind of get, say, 20 or so players under your own control, the yeah. same 20 or so players for the whole season. Yeah. Are you looking forward to that?
0: I'm really looking forward to it. Really, really excited. Um, been working for this opportunity for, for an awful long time, and I feel like I'm ready and, and can't wait to get started. I like that. Uh, Bill McDermott asked a great question. I'm going to ask a few things about
1: specific things that you normally do, typical your kind of team things. The first one he asked
0: was what is a typical player that you're looking for look like yeah well I mean with regards to attributes each position has its own specific attributes um, but the most important things are, uh, are their attitude and their character and their work ethic um, players that buy into to what we're trying to do here players that are athletic that are mobile that are technically good tactically good um, and, and the understand and buy into the, the team first culture that we want to create. Who are some of your fa- uh, players at OCB that would match those descriptions perfectly? I, I don't want to give any names away because it looks like they, <laughs> they may all be available. So I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. Unfortunately.
1: A, lot, a lot of those guys, most of those guys are available now. Yeah.
0: Yes. I, I unfortunately, maybe in a week or so I might be able to give you a couple more names, but at the moment it might be a little bit too early.
1: So again, this might be too early as well, but yeah. the guys here are all hoping not for a fresh restart, yeah. you know, a lot of fans are saying that right now even if it happens do you have any plans in that regard even bringing a lot of ocb players might be a difference uh, not being a whole new fresh team, even, even though it's a different uh, club, do you have any plans in that regard?
0: Yeah, we've I've, I've watched a lot of St. Louis games through through working in this league over the last few years. We've we've scouted a lot of the games, so I know I know the majority of the players really well. Know their strengths, know their weaknesses, and that's going to be the immediate task now is is kind of evaluating those players that are already here, um, deciding which ones we want to keep, and then and then looking at players that we want to recruit from the outside, mm-hmm. maybe a couple of OCB guys, and then. I'm open. It's important that we just get the right players that fit what we're trying to do here irrespective of where they're from.
1: Indeed and so that's what else I also want to ask uh, you may have been playing a certain style because your superiors might have wanted you to do that. Mm-hmm. What does a typical tactical
0: setup look like for you? Yeah well I want my teams to play football. I want us to pass the ball I want us to get it down and, and play attractive soccer but it has to be with a purpose. I don't, I don't like teams that just pass the ball for sake of passing it I want us to play quickly through the pitch create opportunities and score goals. I want my teams to be defensively organized and, and really difficult to break down
1: great answer coach um last question i have is uh you mentioned that some players were not uh taken back at oc and mm-hmm. ocb yeah um does haji Berry have a plane ticket to st louis yet <laughs> and when is it i couldn't possibly say <laughs> thank you very much coach and good luck this Cheers. season. Thanks.
0: Thank you for listening to the STL Soccer Report, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, bgn.fm, and stlsoccerreport.com. If you have any questions you'd like read on air, please send them to stlsoccerreport@gmail.com. at gmail.com.